The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I am so excited for today's episode. I've been a huge Vanderpump Rules fan for as long as I can remember. And I feel like all I ever knew was Katie and Tom being together. And so when I heard about their divorce and separation, I knew I had to reach out to Katie, who's also a fellow Dear Media podcaster, and and just say like, hey, if you want to talk about this, I would love to talk about it with you. And she graciously agreed to come on the episode and kind of share her her take on everything and how she's feeling and and what's next. So I'm really excited for you to hear the episode today. Um, We had a great live show last week. It was at Caroline's on Broadway. We had a bit of a situation. My surprise guest canceled last minute, like within a mere few hours of the show. And I was so stressed. I didn't know what to do. I was like, how am I supposed to find someone who's also a surprise who people will be excited about, you know, within uh, hours, like who would, who would do this? And Serena Kerrigan fucking pulled through. She's such a class act for that. Like, I can't even tell you um, how much it meant to me and just women supporting women, especially in a similar space. You know, Serena is very much in the dating space as well. And I think the reason that she did it and she's, you know, she said is because I've always been supportive of her and she's always been supportive of me. And that's, that's how it should be done, you know, with women in a similar industry. And so shout out to Serena for just absolutely crushing the show. She made a hysterical joke about 69ing with someone on the roof, on her roof. And I could not visualize that. I was like, wait, you were on the concrete Turns out they were on a chair. I was like, how do you fit on the chair? She was like, well, you know, we were like one person (laughs) and we were dying. My parents were in the audience, my in-laws. It was so much fun. Really such such a great show. So thank you everyone for coming. We also did some dating consultations. We had John Laster open the show, hysterical comedian from Comedy Cellar. Um, and from all over, he's been on a million different shows. Um, he's he's amazing. And he also has an app called Blap, which is for, um, it's a resource to find Black-owned businesses. So I highly recommend checking it out. And um, we did dating consults. I think the one with the guy, his name was Blake, was the most fun because it's interesting. Like, you know, we're mostly women at the show and to see the other perspective, like what guys put into their dating profiles. Like I always love, I always love seeing that. And, and you guys were all so fun. There was like a, a heckler. I don't think she meant to be a heckler. She was just like a little drunk, but like after everything I said, she was like, hell yeah. Like, you know it. (laughs) It was really funny. Like a positive heckler, like who knew they existed. Um, she was sweet. I think she just like drank a lot of margaritas early in the morning or whatever. We talked a little bit about on like at the at the show we did a Q&A and someone asked, you know, how far into seeing someone do you stop seeing other people because you know part of the rules is like don't put your eggs in one basket. And I had said I had, I was like, you know, 2 months into seeing Steven, I was still dating other people and Steven corrected me after the show we were talking about it and he was like, you know, that was only like one month in that you went on your last date with someone else. So I had to, I have to say I stand corrected. I would say after a month of dating Stephen was when I stopped seeing other people, but it was only because I knew that he was going to ask me to be his girlfriend soon. I, there was no way he was seeing anyone else. He had like shown up for me in so many ways. He came to my grandmother's Shiva. Like you don't go to someone's grandmother's Shiva and then don't ask them to be your girlfriend. And if you do, you need to seek counseling because you are seriously perturbed. Anyway, very good clarification over there. Wedding rules. We're going to go over this with an entire solo dedicated to wedding rules. I think we'll do that next week. So stay tuned for that. And somebody asked, how do you ask about previous relationships without sounding weird or invasive? It's a great question. I feel like we have to kind of, you know, throw this tag out the window. This that easy tag is that easygoing girl. 
Because no one's easygoing, first of all. Like, that's a myth. Um, You know, maybe some people are. There's like that rare easygoing friend. You know, we all have her. But the reality is like, we all want to know about people's exes. Like, we all want to know about each other's past. And, you know, so I think what I would do is just like, so when was your last relationship? I asked that like on date one or two. Honestly, one. Because I want to know. And like, if they didn't have a last relationship if they haven't had a girlfriend before. I want to know that too. I'm not judging, but I think it's important. Like I asked Stephen that on our first date and he hadn't been in a relationship in six years. And I was like, does that, you know, is that red flaggy? Is he just picky? Turned out he was picky. You know, could have gone a lot of ways there. Could have gone a lot of ways there. But I think it's it tells you a lot about a person. So I would just ask like, when was your last relationship and how did it end? And like, if I was talking to her, why would she say, like, what would she say is your biggest flaw? I, I don't know. Maybe that's just because I'm like an interviewer, but I, I think those questions are great. And I, I'd imagine that somebody who's into you is ready and willing to be vulnerable and answer those questions with you. And if they don't, and if they like get defensive with you and they're like, why does that anything to do with you? Then you also learn a lot about them that they suck how to reach out after... Sorry, how to not reach out after breaking up. I was about to say, don't do that. I personally would change their name in my phone. I know that sounds a little crazy, but especially if they dumped you, like I would change their name in my phone to like, they don't care about you or something really mean to myself. I know I'm. you should never be mean to yourself. But in this case, like you need a reminder that this person does not want to hear from you. And if that means changing their name in your phone, then do it. If it means, you know, texting your girlfriend every time you want to text this person, then do it. But really, just the last thing you want to do is reach out to somebody who wants nothing to do with you. And in the reverse, if you were the one that ended it, same thing, name them in your phone, like you broke up with them, leave them alone. Because think about how you would want to be treated. Like if you don't want to mess with this person. If you just broke up with them, like let them free and let yourself free. And that's really the only way to move on is to have that time where you don't speak. And that's actually really interesting because in today's episode, Katie tells us how she's still living with Tom um, throughout their breakup and divorce. So that's really interesting to hear. We'll get into that in a sec. The rules on friendships taking you for granted and not treating you well. I don't know if there are rules on this, except like if a friend is taking you for granted, I think you do the same thing that you would do in any relationship, which is take a step back. Like a friendship is a two-way street and you can't be always the one reaching out. That does have some like caveats. Like for example, I have a friend who I love so, so deeply and, you know, there was like a second um, recently, it was like a week or two where I felt like she wasn't reaching out to me and it turned out she was going through something. And so you just really never know what someone is going through. Like unless you are, unless the relationship is completely one-sided, you know, if this is a friend that shows up for you often, then continue reaching out. I'm sure they appreciate it. And if you feel like they're taking you for granted, take that step back. But you also never know what someone's going through. You really don't. Tips for meeting friends for the first time and not making it feel like an interview. It's hard because whenever I meet their friends, I want to know everything about them. But I think it's important to like square up with your significant other or the person that you're dating ahead of time. Because sometimes they tell you things about their friends that you're like, should I act like I don't know this thing that you told me? Like, for example, you know, one of my one of my husband's friends had like broken off an engagement. So I was like, should I bring this up? Like, what's the, what's the situation here when I meet them, you know? And so like, make sure you do that due diligence ahead of time. And then when you meet the friend, I, or the friends, I would just be like, you know, you want to know a little bit about them. So like, whatever your partner hasn't told you, like ask them or like, so like you grew up in Philly. Like I love you know, middle child Philly. It's such a good restaurant. Have you been like, instead of, so where did you grow up? So who are you dating? So how many siblings do you have? You know, like, just be like, like try try to relate to them. Like, Oh, like, you know, John tells me you grew up in Philly. Like, have you, like, are you a big fan of the 
Eagles. I don't even know if that's a real sports team in Philly, but it sounded right. Don't come for me. You know, things like that. And then they're going to ask you questions back if they care, like want to get to know you, which I'd hope that they do because you're dating their friend. Anyway, that's all I got for today. And I'm really excited for you to listen to Katie. So enjoy. I cannot tell you how happy I am that we are working with Function of Beauty again. Their hair products smell insanely delicious. The rose shampoo and conditioner, I mean, like a dream. I'm always like, Stephen, will you smell my hair? It smells so good. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. For me, I always want my hair to be thicker. I always want it to have more volume and I just want it to be big and thick and nice. And that is what I put in when I take the hair quiz on function of beauty. And that's what you can too, if that's what you're into. Or maybe you're into it being really straight, or maybe you're into it being really long. Whatever you are into, you take the hair quiz, you build your hair profile and select five hair goals, like length and volumize, oil control, if you want to control frizz, you know, and then function formulates this function of beauty. They formulate this amazing formula that's delivered straight to your door. And in the cutest little bottles with the color that you like, like I did green once, I did purple once, but green is, you know, my go-to as you know, it's my last name. And whatever fragrance you want, or you can go fragrance free if that's your thing, you know, if you don't want your hair to smell nice, but I personally love when it smells like rose. So say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Acme to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Functionofbeauty.com slash Acme to let them know you heard about it from our show and you'll get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash Acme to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. Support them because they've been supporting this podcast for quite some time and we love them. I am working out so much recently. I mean, you see it on my Instagram. I'm always posting about it. And none of it would matter if I wasn't healthy in what I put into my body, especially in the morning when I post-workout. I love, love, love a smoothie. Like I'm just, I'm a sucker for a smoothie. And there's smoothie people and there's people that aren't so into smoothies. But if you're a smoothie person like me, you need to try Daily Harvest. They have a strawberry peach smoothie, which is like everything you could ever want in a smoothie. And it's so easy because all you have to do is pop it in your blender with some ice and just, you know, blend. And you don't have to be finding all these different ingredients and making sure they're not expired. Or maybe that's just me projecting because all my, whenever I buy my own ingredients, they somehow expire. So get Daily Harvest, try their smoothies. They also have a mint and cacao, like, whoa, very good. They've also got like bowls and flatbreads and ice cream. If you haven't tried Daily Harvest yet, avoid the takeout temptation and get Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash Acme and you can get up to $40 off your first box. So at least try it. Give it a try. Tell me what you think. If you love it, you'll keep going. That's dailyharvest.com slash Acme for up to $40 off your first box. dailyharvest.com slash Acme and stock your freezer so that you don't have to worry about getting takeout or getting a smoothie from a random shop or having to get all the ingredients to make a smoothie because you have Daily Harvest and they've got delicious smoothies with organic fruits and veggies. dailyharvest.com slash Acme now. Relationships are hard and that's why I'm here. Hey friend, it's Cammie Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. 
Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Katie Maloney. Hey Katie. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So we'll start with the basics for anyone who doesn't know you. Katie, how old are you and where are you from? I'm 36 now and I'm originally from Park City, Utah, but I've been living in Los Angeles for almost 16 years. So I feel like I'm local here now. Oh, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) I know that's, I know that you're not from Park City or sorry. I know that you're not from Salt Lake City, but are you a fan of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And, and I've, I've become friends with a few of the women, a couple of the women. So really, I I love that. Yeah. It feels very close to me now. (laughs) I feel like the Bravo community is so like loving with each other. It's really nice. Yeah, it's definitely has like sort of, you know, family vibes Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love that. And what is your current relationship status? Uh, I'm, I guess, I guess technically single, but, you know, going through divorce. I'm a Mm -hmm. divorcee which is weird. Feels weird to say, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, I totally. Well, so are you now living on your own or are you guys still living together? We still live together because we we own a home together. So we are, we're going to sell our house, but we have uh, some repairs that we're doing. We got, you know, we have to get it ready to sell. Mm -hmm. Uh, So as you know, when we can do that, we're going to sell and then, you know, go our separate ways, get our own places. So yeah, we're still living together in separate rooms. Obviously we're not, <laughs> we're not sleeping mm-hmm. in the same bed together, but you know, it's, it's, it's working out, you know, we're, we're, it's peaceful. It's, it's good. You know, I know some people it's not ideal and I don't know if it's necessarily ideal for us, but we're making it work. So mm-hmm. until, okay. until we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me back up. So for anyone who's like listening and is like, what are you getting into right now? So Katie is on Vanderpump Rules and she we we all watched as she dated her now ex-husband, Tom Schwartz, and and subsequently got married. And as of recently they have announced their separation. So that is what we're talking about for anyone who's like, what is going on here? And I'm a huge fan of Vanderpump Rules, a huge fan of yours. And I'm curious, like, let's go back to the start here. So you started dating Tom. It was a long time ago now. Like, what was the year that you guys started dating? It was 12 years ago. It was 2010. We met in like May or June of 2010. And we didn't get into a relationship right away. We kind of kept it, kept it cash for a few months. And then, yeah, I asked him to be my boyfriend. You asked. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cause I knew, I think we we both like caught feelings. We both didn't want a relationship, but we caught feelings. So I felt like we had to, you know, establish some boundaries. So Mm -hmm. the other one didn't get hurt, but yeah. And then we eventually moved in together and then I gave him an ultimatum, the famous ultimatum, because I felt like, you know, he's, he was always very uh, commitment phobic in ways. And I was, you know, wanting to take natural progressions. That was always something I wanted. And he was being naughty. And so I was like, you know, it's time for you to make the real commitment. And, you know, of course, now that I'm, I'm the one that's asked for a divorce. So it's funny how life works. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And we have so much to unpack there. So yeah. because I'm really into astrology, I I already know, obviously, oh. so you're a Capricorn. Yeah. And he's Libra. And he's, and he's Libra. He's like all Libra too. Like I'm pretty sure he's yeah. got, yeah, he's got a lot of Libra. So a lot of air and I have all, you know, like earth mm-hmm. and water and fire. I don't have any air in me. So it's very yeah. hard. <laughs> And I, so I'm actually a Libra, but I have all earth in me. So like, I'm only a Libra sun. So like, I, I feel like if, if in an alternate world we dated, it would actually work because I have all, all earth, you know, Mm -hmm. but when you're dating someone that's like Libra, 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 you know, it makes sense why you were the one that had to be like, what's going on here? Or like, are we progressing? And because like Libras are very much like kind of, people pleasing at their core. And they're just like, (laughs) 
Yeah. I mean, you get it. And like, they're just like, oh, what do I do? Just tell me what to do. I don't know. Like indecisive people pleasing. And it can be, and it can be tough, especially when you're a Capricorn who's like so headstrong. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of like a control freak. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't like to not be in the driver's seat, literally and figuratively. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you guys started dating, you had given him this ultimatum. How, how many years in was that about the proposal ultimatum? Oh, it was probably, it was about five, five and a half ish. Yeah. It was, yeah. I think mm-hmm. we, we got, we got engaged five years in cause then we got married in 2016. So six mm-hmm. years into our relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So looking back in like the early stages of dating, were there any red flags that you overlooked or things that like ha- were in the beginning that were magnetized later on? I mean, I, I think someone's in adverse and uh, when someone's like adverse to wanting to commit to you, I think that's a big one. I mean, I, I, I understand that when someone is, you know, younger and they have, they're still figuring themselves out, they're still figuring life out. But I think when somebody is, you know, 30, I don't think it's, it's too much. And especially when you've been together for a long time. So that probably is a big indication there. You know, there was, there was, there's probably other things that I'm not thinking about at the moment, but there was obviously him the, with the people pleasing that, that also uh, came through with him always kind of having other people's backs and not having my own back. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, he wasn't um, necessarily on my team in a lot of ways. And, mm-hmm. and it's fine. I didn't need to be right about everything, but I didn't need to be alone and everything. Yeah, and so I felt like yeah, it was he kind of was always tended tend to take his buddy's side or uh, like anyone else's side, and I and, and that and that was a common you know that was a common thread throughout a relationship that was frustrating to me. But I I kind of was just like, well, is this just who he is? I don't really want to change necessarily the fiber of his being, but you know, I also ultimately realized I don't know if I necessarily want to do this the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. Did you know that before you walked on the aisle? Like, were there doubts where you were like, I don't know if this person's going to change and I don't know if I'm going to be okay with this person, but we've been in so deep. We're, you know, five, six years in at this point, we might as well do it. Or what were you like, I really think that like, we're going to make it work. I really felt that we were going to make it work. I felt that we had overcome a lot together. I felt that we had grown together and I thought that we would continue growing together. I was very optimistic. I thought, you know, patience is a virtue and that, you know, I had made mistakes and he had made mistakes. I felt like I couldn't condemn him for a lot of things because I was guilty, but maybe that was my own insecurity and me just not seeing things clearly. But no, I I, I didn't really have doubts. How long would you say into you guys being married did you kind of like know it was over but not act on it? It it wasn't until more more recently. It was probably, you know, last uh towards the end of last summer fall it started to creep in these thoughts, you know, but I think maybe subconsciously I've been feeling them longer, you know, but didn't know what they meant or didn't wasn't feeling them correctly, if that makes sense. Yeah, they were there, but I was sort of just uh, turning my cheek to it. I was uh, not wanting to see it for what it was, I guess. But how did it not like bleed into the other areas of your life? You know, like how it, did you? I think it did. I think, mm-hmm. but I, but I didn't know what it. I didn't know what it. With that, that's what it was. Right. You know, yeah. I, I didn't realize that. Oh, this is why I'm. You know, feeling this way, or maybe this is why I'm, uh, feeling unfulfilled or unhappy or feeling like I can't quite get to the, you know, this other side, because I'm, you know, I've been bogged down and putting all of my energy into this, you know, relationship. And when I'm not getting my needs met, it's making me feel really sad and feeling bad about myself. I didn't, I, I wasn't able to pinpoint it yet because I wasn't able to admit or realize that it could be my relationship. Right. Who wants so that's to, the last thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to, because obviously, you know, 
I was in love with him and, and, you know, he was the person I wanted to be with. It's, it was, it's a really hard thing to come to terms with, I think. Right. Especially when you built like such a life together, when all of your friends are intertwined, it's, yeah, it's stressful. Did you know that you're not getting enough D? Oh, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Vitamin D. Like we're just not as women getting enough of either, to be honest with you. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D in their diet. And 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of omega-3s. I can't explain to you how essential rituals essential for women 18 plus multivitamin is. I take it every single day. I actually also take a prenatal because no, I'm not trying to get pregnant. But now that I'm off birth control and my hormones are just like doing their thing, I feel like it's so important to take these vitamins, especially when you know that they're good for you and they're providing all of the gaps in your diet that you need. There's no way I'm eating vegetables every day with the way that my life is right now. I'm eating out like almost every night. And when you eat out, like you want the pasta, you don't want the veggies. So I need my ritual. I need my essential for women. I need my prenatal. I need all the things. And ritual is the best place to get it from because you can take ritual whenever, wherever. You don't have to like take it with a meal. You can always take it. It's also vegan. So for anyone with any sort of diet, you can still take Ritual. It's really amazing. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off their first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Acme and turn your healthy habits into a ritual. That is 10% off at ritual.com slash Acme. I really highly recommend it. And plus the pills have a great aftertaste. It's not some gross fishy thing. It's like minty, minty fresh. And I love it. So go to ritual.com slash Acme. Start your ritual today, whether it's prenatal or essential for women. Get those vitamins in there, girl. Ritual.com slash Acme. I cannot believe this idea has not existed before. So basically, we're let's say you're single. You always have to get gifts for your married friends for your friends having a baby, for your, you have to pay for these bachelor, bachelorette parties. But what about single people who are never going, who never want to get married, who never want to have a kid? They deserve gifts just as much. So if you haven't heard of Visible, Visible is a wireless service that's built for singles. And they teamed up with Match Group, the people behind Tinder, Match, OkCupid, Plenty of Fish, and other dating apps to create a gift registry just for for singles. I mean, is that not genius? Like genius. Married people can buy the gifts for singles for a change. And the gifts are tailored specifically for single life, like a foldable one-person kayak or a wine glass that fits an entire bottle. That's really funny. The first 1,000 people to build their gift registry get a free gift. That's amazing. Don't miss out. The Visible Singles Registry finishes April 25th. So hurry. Visible has single people covered with sweet singles gifts and with single line wireless as low as $25 a month. Build your registry at visiblesinglesregistry.com. That's visiblesinglesregistry.com. Trust me, you got to check this out. I mean, it's revolutionary. Like, I wish I knew this when I was single and getting all my friends all these gifts. Go to visiblesinglesregistry.com and get your cute gift now. They also sent me the cutest towels. One says mine and one says also mine because that is how you do it when you're single. Go to visiblesinglesregistry.com now. Do you think that any of those feelings started to manifest like physically? Because I remember like in a breakup I've been in, I was like, like my gut was trying to tell me something so much that I was like physically I could not sleep. And like I couldn't, I couldn't like have sex with a partner in the past because I was like, there's just like a, you know, it's a going through the motions at this point. Did you feel like physical manifestations of it being over? Definitely towards the end. When like once once it started to become more clear and things started to come into focus, and you know I had this like voice inside of me, then I started to really feel that like 
that physical sort of thing. I felt like it was just lump in my throat. Felt like I was just like, yeah, I was going to explode. I couldn't, it was just constantly on my mind mm-hmm. in that way. And then I, again, maybe there was other ways it was manifesting physically, but I wasn't attributing to that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Could, yeah. yeah. Could there have been anything that Tom could have done to change your mind or to save the marriage towards the end? Or were you just like, I've like, I've, I've exhausted every route that like we could go down every road that we could take. And like, it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't work. I mean, it wouldn't have been one thing. I think I, you know, I, I had been expressing my feelings and where I felt that I was again, not getting my needs met and where I thought I was being hurt by some of the behavior. And I don't think he understood or resonated or agreed with him. So, I mean, it would just require a, a shift in all of that. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, again, it wouldn't, it wouldn't just be like one thing. It would, it would require there to be a, a wake up call an epiphany. I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Again, because mm-hmm. I, I understand you can't really like change a person and, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to, I, I, you know what I, I, I knew that at one point in our relationship, I had really toxic behavior and I was destroying our relationship because I was, you know, a bad drunk and rage texting and things like that. And so I got my shit together because I didn't want to be the reason that our relationship failed. And so I, you know, I worked on that. I worked on myself. I wanted to be a better partner. So I put, I put in the work for it. And so I, but it took time. So, I mean, it would, it would require that kind of effort. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you put in the work, but it wasn't like reciprocated. He didn't put in the work. Yeah. Ultimately that's kind of how I felt. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Were you guys ever in couples therapy? We we have we've done it uh like in and out sort of not on a consistent basis. But I think we like we both would benefit from therapy on our own before coming together, you know. I think mm-hmm. that would that would be the wise. I I do therapy on my own and it's yeah, the best, you know. Does does he do that? No. Mhm. Yeah, that's that's tough. So was there like a last straw? Like was there like a you woke up that day and you were like this is the day. I'm getting the <laughs> shit. I'm giving him this paper. You're served. Goodbye. No, I mean I I it was one day I kind of had just told him like this is how I've been feeling. I'm not feeling very happy. And it was sort of like let's try to maybe work on it a little bit, but I I kind of knew that that wasn't the full feeling of it all. And then, you know, he just didn't really do anything. Like he left town again and then to go do like a thing with Sandoval. And then he left, he left in to go see his dad, which is not of his fault. You know, that's something entirely different, but you know, but other than that, like, I don't really know. He, he didn't really even know what that looked like working on things or whatever, you know, it was just kind of like, I think, I think in his mind, it was just like, okay, well, I think this will be a passing thing for her. She just needed to get something out. And then, you know, once like he basically think, I think he thought that I was just going to get over it or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was a couple of weeks later. I just, I just, I had decided that I wanted to get a divorce. I think that separating was just going to be the best option and the best decision for myself and really for the both of us. I think, you know, I think we had, you know, just both changed and grown apart and that maybe just this marriage wasn't the healthiest thing for us. And so I kind of had decided like, all right, well this weekend, you know, cause I was, I was just again, dying inside. Yeah. Just because I, I had already just been thinking about it day and night and losing sleep over it. And I couldn't keep doing that to myself. I needed just to get it off of my chest and be able to be honest and move forward. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you had like mourned the relationship a lot on your own before you actually like brought it to him. Yeah. And I had, you know, recognized that I was emotionally checked out 
physically checked out. I was just, I was just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you brought it to him. Then he understood that it was legit. Was he, was he trying to fight for it in that moment? Or at that point, was he like, you're right. Like he didn't fight, but he wasn't necessarily, you're right. He, you know, it was, it was really sad. It was sad for both of us. It was very emotional, you know, for a while, for a couple of weeks, but for a long time, it was a lot of, you know, tears. Obviously it was just, it was mm-hmm. the death of a relationship. It was incredibly sad, but you know, it wasn't fighting. I think he recognized that I was serious and I meant it and that there wasn't anything in the moment that he could do, even though he didn't necessarily agree with it or want it, but he wasn't going to bite me on it. Mm-hmm. Was there anyone in your life, like in your family or just your friendships that was like relieved or, you know, told you like, I knew this wasn't going to work out or like, you know how people just give their unsolicited opinions, especially <laughs> when you're going through a breakup? The, I think the general like consensus from the people that are closest to us was like, well, you know, obviously we, we see you guys and we see how things are. And if it was working for you, then, and you were happy, then that's all that mattered. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it wasn't, I don't think anyone was super, super shocked. I mean, they, they knew that it wasn't like, they, they definitely, I think they definitely saw that it was, you know, there was some like, issues or it wasn't, you know, that there was things that they didn't particularly like in mm-hmm. our relationship. They didn't like that. He wouldn't have like my back in a lot of ways that he, yeah. you know, you know, didn't support my feelings and, and things like that. So, but they thought, okay, well, if you don't mind, or if you're happy with that, then as long as you are. And so. Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. all, that's like all friends can say really, especially when you're married. Cause like you never yeah. want to you know, make that friend feel like they can't come to you with stuff anymore. And looking back, you're, you know, you're still young. Are you like grateful that you never like had kids together? Um, was that like ever a conversation that you guys had had? About kids? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah, we, we definitely wanted to, we attempted to try to have kids. But uh, I mean, at this point, yeah, I mean, it is it is sort of the silver lining or blessing in disguise that we we didn't because that would make this entire process way more difficult. Yeah, and and trying and, and painful, obviously. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And where's your head at now? Like, do you feel like you're ready to date again, or do you need more time? I mean, obviously you wouldn't be able to bring them back to your place. Considering. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that is, <laughs> that would be uh, awkward. I mean, yeah, but I, I'm not currently, but I mean, I feel, I feel like because I've, in, where I've been emotionally that I'm not, you know, I'm not in a place where I'm like, Oh, I'm not ready. Or I, you know, you would think after being with someone for 12 years and all this, that you would be not ready for that. But I feel like I, I am, and I could, would be down for all that, but yeah, it, it, when you're still living with, <laughs> with your ex, it it does present some obstacles for sure. Yeah. Just a little, <laughs> just a little. And also I, I, again, I haven't, I haven't been single since I was 24 and now I'm 36. So it's like a totally, it's a different world out there. So I'm like, what, like, what do you even do? Yeah. Like, how do you, I don't, I, it's a, I feel like, I'm totally out of my element, out of my gotta, depth here. We got to get you on a dating app. I, I don't know if I even want to do that. Like yeah, that's, it's a lot. that is, it, it does feel like a lot because when I met top dating apps, weren't even around that. So I've like, yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I, I used to just meet people the old fashioned way. And you <laughs> will. And like, I bet you there's so many people that have been like waiting for you to be single. Like you never know, you know, that like are going to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> Well, that would be, that would be ideal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
There was a time and place where I had no idea how to make a website. I actually thought it was something that only coders could do. And I was like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm not going to learn how to code. Like I'm not going to like pull a Carly class and take like a coding class. Like that's just like not my vibe. But then I realized I didn't have to know how to code to make a website. I just had to use Squarespace. And I'm so happy that I use Squarespace for my website because it has gone from zero to 100. I actually work with my friend Kelly, who's like the guru of Squarespace. She knows exactly what to do. And I have now learned myself what to do on it too. I mean, the functions are so easy. It's like... I, we are so lucky because like back in the day, nobody could make a website. But because Squarespace exists, it is perfect. You just get to select like any sort of template. So you don't even have to come up with like the creative that much for your website. And then you can do so many things. You can collect the analytics of all the people that come to your website. You can do email campaigns from Squarespace, connect your social media accounts, And most importantly for me is you can have multiple contributors to your website. Like for me, it's me and Kelly. Shout out Kelly. She's amazing. If you ever want someone to work on your website, I will gladly refer you to her. But she works with Squarespace. So you got to have a Squarespace website. I'm telling you, it is the easiest place to make a website. And you should really go check it out. So go to squarespace.com slash Acme and you're going to get a free trial to start your new website. Whatever you're passionate about, it's never too late to start. Go to squarespace.com slash Acme. Use offer code Acme to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Really check it out. I swear by it. And it's the best and easiest way to make a website. So go to squarespace.com slash Acme get your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, you can use code ACME to save 10% off your first purchase of a website. So you you have this like close-knit group of friends that you had with Tom, you know, from Vanderpump Rules and and all those people. Do you Did you guys like sit them down to tell them kind of like the way like a mom and dad would be like, you know, <laughs> to their kid? Or did you, because it's like individual friendships, did you tell them like individually? Yeah. I mean, we didn't like call a, a group meeting and tell uh-huh. the mom what's... No, I mean, I definitely started kind of telling people on a need, need to know basis as we were kind of going to be around people and at the same time, especially because they were definitely going to know something was up. I mean, Saucy was the first person I told, period, that I was feeling this way because I didn't tell anyone anything at all about how I was feeling because I just wanted to kind of sit with it and not try to understand mm-hmm. my feelings. And then slowly over time, I started opening up to like some of my girlfriends and and then yeah, after after some time and after we kind of went through the process and the emotions and unpacked how we felt about it all. We started telling our friends around us and, you know, cause we, you know, we didn't want to start telling a bunch of people because then it, then it starts to get out there and all that. We wanted to, to you know, take our time with all that because sure enough, once we started telling more people, then more people found out and then more people found out. And <laughs> we wanted to make sure that the, you know, our closest friends and family knew first before the rest of the world knew, obviously. I yeah. mean, because it's not, it's it's also not something that is like exciting news to announce. It's not like an engagement no. or a baby or something. It's not so you you know, you don't really start making those phone calls. No, it's definitely not exciting. But for some reason, it gets more traction than anything else. Like everyone is just so curious why two people didn't work. Like I feel like more than more than anything, like that's that's what people want to hear about. Like even just having a dating podcast, people are like, "Will you talk about breakups?" You know, everyone's going through like at every moment someone's going through a breakup and it's just so interesting to to see like what doesn't work and what does work and all that stuff. So, I feel like yeah. that's why it's just like people are fascinated by those dynamics. Did you feel like you had to release the statement that that you and Tom released or did you did you choose to or like you know did someone say like you guys got to say something I mean I planned on at some point talking about it obviously because you know we've we've we, 
we live our lives pretty publicly and we've had so much of our relationship in life on the show and like a lot of intimate moments. I mean, we got engaged on the show. We got married on the show. We've had some pretty epic fights on the show. So it, it did feel like, not that we owed it, but that, you know, we, we had to let kind of people know what was going on. I, I did feel that once it started going around and people were talking about it and there's articles being written to confirming things before we said anything, I did feel like, okay, well, the, the timing sort of got, was forced on us. I felt like yeah. Because because it's out there, and I, I don't I don't like having to avoid things or lie about things or being secret about things. That stresses me up so much, and I don't also like people speaking on my behalf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's it is it is a little unfortunate that the way it all went down. But mm-hmm. um, it, it but it, it does feel kind of like a bit of a relief to have the truth out there and be able to live in that because having to pretend that everything's okay or, you know, that something's not happening when it very truly is, is it's just not a way I'm not comfortable living that way. Yeah. Agreed. It would be like, honestly, I think it would be great if everybody released a statement about their breakup, even like normal people, you know? (laughs) So like, especially on Instagram, you're following all these couples and like, everything looks so perfect always, like not necessarily you guys specifically, but everyone on Instagram with their, in their couples. Like, I want to know if like that random neighbor of mine is <laughs> going through a breakup, you know? I want to know everything about everyone. I want to be... Everything. I want to be nosy as fuck and just always. be in everyone's business. Well, I mean, like people are just, people are so complicated. It's really, yeah. it's interesting. It really is. Oh, I meant to ask you. So what is your rising and moon sign? Do you know? I am a Pisces rising and an Aries moon. Oh, wow. So you have some fire in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And w- what's your Venus? Oh, you know? I am my Venus. Oh, Capricorn. Duh. I'm a lot of, oh, I have duh. a lot of Capricorn. Duh. Like Sun, Mercury, Neptune, Venus, all Capricorn. I love it. I have so much Capricorn too. So that makes me happy. Okay. So you were able to look at so many things about your interactions with Tom because of the show. Do you think that the show contributed to you realizing that you guys were not necessarily maybe the couple that you had thought that you were um, just based off like being able to run the interactions back? Yeah, I think it definitely does. It, it it helps you realize so much about that and about yourself. It's like, it's the mirror, you know? Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Mm-hmm. Would you feel like, let's say Tom started dating someone tomorrow. How would you feel about it? Honestly, I, I mean, it would, it would be like weird, you know, just it's because yeah. it's just, but I don't think, I don't think it would, I would be, I don't think I'd go crazy. I don't think I would feel like hurt. I don't think I would feel betrayed. I don't think, you know, I think as long as she wasn't a psycho or like some, you know, as long as she was a good person, that was going to be nice. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. I I don't, yeah, honestly, I, I mean, I can't say that I would be like upset. It just would be like Mm -hmm. weird because, you know, the the same way he would probably feel about me just kind of like, Oh, this is, this is, weird. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to see someone that's just, like been your, like not only partner, but like closest friend. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, move on like that. Do you truly think that you guys will be able to remain friends? I'm speaking of friendship just because like, you know, like I'd imagine if I was a new guy who like wanted to come into your life, like, I don't know how I would feel about you being friends like forget living with, cause I'm sure at some point you guys will move out, but like you having a friendship with your ex-husband. Well, yeah, I know that's, listen, they're just going to have to be realistic here. I, yeah. I, I think so. I think so. Like Tom, cause he's not the type of a guy to get like super, super jealous. And I don't, I think that we really can be remain friends. Like our friendship is really like the core of our relationship. You know, that's what it, that's what it started as. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's always like. That's kind of what's carried us through in this far and everything, you know, is that we just really genuinely have a great bond. 
And yeah. I just, I, I like it would, it would, I think it would really break both of our hearts for us to have spent 12 years together and have this rich history with one another. And then to just not be friends. And I, he, it's not like he's going to stop being friends with some of my best friends and vice versa. So like a lot, a lot of our lives would have to change for us to just like not be friends anymore. I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know if we're going to be like besties and <laughs> going to happy right. hour every week, but you know, I think, I think it's going to be a priority for us to remain in each other's lives. We're going to have dogs that we're going to share, you know, so it's, it's important for us. We're, we are, you know, family still. Yeah. How does that work with the dogs? You have two? Yeah. So we're still trying to figure out because, you know, he's like, well, I really want like both of them at the same time. And I'm like, okay, so we're with you either like one week on and then we switch or like we have, he has like Gordo and I have butter and then we bring one over on the weekend and there's <laughs> something we're, we're, we're figuring <laughs> out the logistics of what makes sense. I told him I'll go with what he wants to because he is feeling like the most like, crazed about it all but I told him that you know he can't be too selfish about it <laughs> yeah I mean it, that's really hard because it's like you want both of the dogs or you want at least like one dog because you both need like an emotional support animal through this time right but then yeah. like you don't want to separate them from each other because like they need each other oh <laughs> uh, they're like you know, they're not really that attached to each other. They're more really? people. Okay. They're like, they're people dogs, not dog mm-hmm. dogs. They, as mm-hmm. long as they have a human, they're fine. They right. they don't really need each other. They need So like if you had to choose tonight, you're taking one and he's taking the other, which one are you taking? Well, butter, because butter, I brought butter into the house and he brought Gordo into the house. So like mm-hmm. in butter's more, more like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Gordo's more like Tom. Yeah. And and Tom's Gordo's bitch. So he has to like be with Tom. So you mentioned before that you like were doing the work on yourself after you had been like drinking and, you know, starting fights and whatnot. <laughs> Does that mean that you're sober now? Or like, how do you do that, you know, to someone who's like listening and they're like, I need to tone down the my behavior when I drink. Like, what did, what did you do? Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely not so far and until all the wine in the world dries up <laughs> no I mean I know a lot of people are like doing like the the sober thing there a lot of people are sober curious which I'm down for if, if it doesn't if it doesn't agree with you then do what works for you yeah no I was um not handling the drinks very well and when I would get drink too much just act like a, a fool so I just I was like all right well what what is it that goes wrong and I realized, okay, you have to eat a full meal before you have any drinks mm-hmm. and don't do shots because that just, it's too much alcohol at once to the dome and just, you know, so you can't regulate your alcohol intake when you're doing a shot and then having a cocktail. So it's just like, it's just too much alcohol. So I just would pace myself. I'd have a drink and then have some water and then another drink. So just to like slow down the drinking, just like really be very judicious with your drinking. And that's what I meant by that was just like slowing it down. Right. Slowing my role, eating, eating a full meal, sipping slow, drinking water, just like being, being more responsible and aware with my drinking. So that way I would not get out of control. I could keep my wits about myself. I could be, you know, just not wake up the next day and feel embarrassed and shameful and regret and ruining my friendships and my relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. And since like Tom had opened Tom, Tom, had he like started drinking a little bit more or like, was he, you know, under control with that too? Well, like, yeah, he, he like wants to go and <laughs> take shots with every person that comes in there. That's where the, the half shots The came people in. pleasing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, why do you have to do that? Like, why mm-hmm. do you need to take shots with every single person that comes in? He's like, why do you have shots? I'm like, those add up. <laughs> right. Half plus half is one. I'm like, well, what um, about how it makes me feel? Right. Uh, so... So what qualities are you looking for in a new partner that Tom lacked? <laughs> I mean, definitely we want someone who doesn't care what people think, right? I feel like that's number one. Exactly. Yeah. Doesn't, isn't worried about what every single person in the room thinks and how they're feeling and everything. That's so someone who's, yeah. And who's going to prioritize m- m- me <laughs> and support 
my feelings and my emotions. Someone who doesn't prioritize, you know, partying, drinking. Somebody who definitely wants, you know, a family who's ready for that. Like seriously ready for that. Not just says that they are. And what else? I'm trying to think of. This is hard off the top of my head. I feel bad because Tom has, Tom does have wonderful qualities. It's not that it's just, you know. Yeah. I mean, someone can have amazing qualities, but just not qualities that work with your qualities. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. But yeah. Just someone who, you know, just wants to just be the understands that, you know, marriage and a relationship is being accountable, you know, to someone. And it's not about you that, mm. you know, if you're going, if you're agreeing, if you, if you're signing up to share a life with somebody that you got to show up for that person. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So we do these really fun poll questions on our Instagram stories. I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Okay. If a guy asks you to go home with him from a bar and you instead suggest a date, which he agrees to and make plan and makes plans, do you still think he only wants to hook up even though he takes you on a date? Yes or no? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. In a fight, would you rather be the person who did something wrong, aka like feel guilt and have to make it up to the other person, or be the person who was wronged? Oh, usually the person that wronged. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I want to say that the person that has to apologize because I'm you I'm just I'm just usually kind of being maybe honest to a fault and not just saying too much. Right. I know I I'm with you. Like I'd rather be the person who expressed myself than the person who's like, you know, been offended. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if your significant other travels without you to a new place, do you expect them to bring you back a gift or trinket? Yes or no? No. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what is this? Like the 40s? Um, yeah. If you follow your friend's significant other on Instagram and they accept but don't follow you back, should you tell your friend or just unfollow them? Uh, just go on with your day. Right. <laughs> like, uh, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the problem with social media. I know. I know. Um, okay. Have you had Botox? Yes or no? Yes. Same. I need it again though. Badly. Same, same, same. Badly. <laughs> is there an age when it's cringy to kiss strangers at bars? Yes or no? Uh. No, I don't think so. Right. Like <laughs> if you're if you're vibing. If I saw if I saw like a you know 60 something, 70 something, 80 even year old people making on the bar, I'd be like, yes. Yes, like go yes. off. Your significant other gets a nude lap dance at a strip club. Is this cheating or no? No. I don't yeah, know. I it's, agree. Like, no. <laughs> I agree. I just want to know about it. Like yeah, that's for me. It's it's never about the act of it. It's always about the not telling. Right, exactly. It's like the secretiveness would be would be suspect. Yeah, I, I'm all about like honesty, and that's mm -hmm. that's a big thing for me. Me too. Okay, this is going to be a good one to think about since you're going to be back in the dating game. When you have strong feelings about one person you're dating, but are still going on dates with other people, do you feel guilty? Yes or no? I don't know if it's guilt but maybe a little bit i'm trying to remember <laughs> well you shouldn't feel guilty because you don't owe no. them anything until you you're their girlfriend it's it's not guilt it's like no, it's just you just kinda, feel like a little yeah you feel like you're kind of like okay i know i should be like keeping my options open so it's not guilt you're just kind of like oh if anything i feel guilty for the person that i'm there with that I'm like michael Right. Cause you're Cause like, you're like, you're just you're thinking about someone else. To myself. Yeah. That like, I'm not yeah, hundred percent in with someone else yet. When you're with your significant other, do you put your phone face down or face up? Face up. Ooh, I love that. So open. Um, well, what, like, what do I have to hide? <laughs> no, I agree. I think some people just put it down to like not be distracted, but I guess it depends oh. like what's happening. Oh, I was thinking like people put it down because they don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, because they're shady. I'm usually, I'm usually on my phone. <laughs> yeah, Listen, same. 12, I was 12 years in on the last one, so. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm like over two years in and I'm always on my phone. It's a problem. Katie, this was so much fun. Can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice that has helped you throughout the years? Oh gosh. Well, I was something I like remind myself of. It's like, just like a monstra, monstra, a mantra. <laughs> <laughs> Is that as long as you're speaking from your gut and from your heart, the truest place of yourself, you're never going to have regrets and you're never going to, mm. you know, do wrong by that. So just be true I to yourself that. and be honest. Yeah. Honesty is key. Yeah. Where can everybody find you, follow you and listen to your podcast? So you can follow me on Instagram at Music Hills Kate, and you can hear my podcast every Friday uh, it's called You're Gonna Love Me. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. 